Okay. Love him. Mm-hmm. Check, 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 okay. check, 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 check. So fun to say check a bunch of times into the night. Check. Check one, one, two, check, check. one, two, three, one, one, check, one. Check, check, check. Uh, that's what people do when they do that, but you know, it's like, why are you saying so many numbers? Hey everyone, welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life. And our topic for today is diagnosing your real problems. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> You got problems. You, you have problems, and and <laughs> you have problems figuring out your problems, don't it, you? Uh, true. I know we do. Totally true. Right. So yeah. so the topic is how do you figure out what the real problems are? Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the setup to this is it's not uncommon for people to come into the marriage counseling office with the leading issue. Yeah. Um, we've got communication issues. Right. You know, we've got intimacy issues. Yes. So there are a couple of different kind of presenting problems. Mm-hmm. And people see these problems in their marriage. Hey, we're, communication has been bad for a year. We, ha- we finally have to go in and see a biblical counselor. Hey, intimacy is bad. Conflict resolution is bad. Right. Whatever it may be. And so people sit down. And they're like, well... We just, we're really struggling with communication right now. Mm-hmm. And so we sit there and talk for an hour. And by the end of the hour, it becomes clear communication isn't your actual problem, but it's a symptom yeah. of a heart issue, a, a relationship issue. And it's revealing itself. It's manifesting itself in the form of short, bad communication in your relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I think that happens maybe more often than we realize that we see a problem and we want to deal with the problem. But it's like if we backed up a few steps, why is that problem? Why is this thing a problem? I got to back up and see where is it coming from? Where's my part? What's what's really happening in my own heart, in my own life, my expectations, desires that now I have this problem that's occurring, but it's really because of something else. Mm-hmm. And so this is a helpful topic because it it allows us to get to the source of the real problem. If yeah. you were to spend all of your time just working on communication when your real problem is a relationship problem that's creating bad communication, mm-hmm. well, maybe you can get some tips for speaking better to each other, yeah. but you're not really addressing the real source of the issue. Yes. So, so this, yeah. Right. It's going to come back. It's going to come back if you just kind of deal with the surface level stuff. Yeah. So this topic really helps us get at what, what are long-term, what are real mm-hmm. solutions to our real actual problems. It makes me think of um, yesterday we were at breakfast with our family, yeah. which is always, you know, exciting to uh-huh. go to a restaurant with four y- little kids. Yeah. And there was this one point in the story, in the, in the breakfast where- You're laughing Beth- already, huh? Bethany is telling a story uh-huh. and maybe you- knew this about Bethany just from listening to her her podcast voice every week, but (laughs) she frequently talks with her hands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she was telling a story. I don't remember what it was about, but Uh she was like flinging her arms around. Flinging is a a dramatic. (laughs) Very expressively. Yeah. And an unfortunate kid Uh happened to be walking by. She and, and this uh, yeah. this kid walked by and just took an elbow to the nose. Yeah, in your storytelling arm flail. Yeah, look, you got to use your hands when you're talking. <laughs> it helps explain everything because yeah. you know you. She's do, doing it right now. You, by you the way, you need them. Yeah. I feel like if right my now, hands were trapped and I had to speak. I'd feel like, I, what do I say? How do I do this? It's not. 
It's, I can't communicate. But yeah, poor, poor. This is why we one. need video. We yeah. need we need <laughs> podcast video. That's that's soon on the docket. Oh man, the little one comes right up at the elbow, gets you know, and and it's. I did feel bad, but had no idea. Right, it was like a sneak attack from behind. Yeah, you know yeah. how they do that, and all yeah. of a sudden, I was like, "Well, where'd you come from?" Right. But um, started crying. You know, upset. It hurt so bad. And and honestly, I didn't really get get the kid that bad. Wasn't a good shot. It wasn't that. Yeah. No. <laughs> I could have gotten, could have gotten better, but but the problem was, you know, he's crying real upset, and and I think, you know, questions that we might come right up to, this can say, hey, are you hurt or are you just embarrassed? You know, we've I've started to ask that with our kids. Are you upset because you're actually in pain, hurt, you know, doctor or, you know, bleeding or whatever, or, or are you just embarrassed or frustrated? And it's like, yeah, you might be crying because, oh, this hurts. But actually, you know what the real problem is? You just are embarrassed. You just mm-hmm. you don't like that you got hurt in front of everyone else. And yeah. you don't want people's attention on you in this way. And and so even though you're saying one thing, it's actually the other. Exactly. So in that scenario, he was saying that his nose hurt, mm-hmm. but it was really just he was embarrassed. Embarrassed. And um, I think we can do the same thing in our, our problems in yes. our marriages where it's like, hey – uh, we've got communication problems. That's my nose hurts. Yeah. Um, the solution for this kid yesterday was not let's go to the doctor. Let's get your right. nose looked at. Let's put a cast on. Let's do X-rays yeah, of band-aid. of your nose. Yeah, no, right no, yeah. no. Let, let's get to the real source of the problem. You're embarrassed. That was unfortunate. Mom shouldn't be as uh, arm, arm <laughs> flailing when she talks. Okay. Um, so let's just cut to the real issue. Yeah. Yeah. And let's do the same thing in our relationships. It's like a gas gauge on your vehicle. Mm-hmm. It, you know, when it goes down to the E, the gas gauge is telling you that in the fuel tank, there's not much fuel left. So you better go refill your tank, not you better go get a new gas gauge, one that always reads F. Right. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So let's let's try to pick up on the indicators. So I guess that's really like the first thing that we can talk mm-hmm. about then is how do you accurately diagnose your marriage problems. And um, I guess we can, just to run with that example I just gave, Mm -hmm. we can say number one is to look at the indicators. Yeah. Look, so just as a gas gauge shows you that there's no fuel in the tank, certain indicators like poor communication, zero intimacy or infrequent intimacy or bad conflict resolution, right. those are like symptom, symptomatic uh, expressions of a relationship problem. Yeah. I mean, I just, just want to take one of those. And you kind of talked about maybe a, a different one, the communication thing. But, you know, think about intimacy. Someone's saying in a conversation, you know, uh, you know, my husband and I were struggling with intimacy. And it, it could be it could be probably a variety of things when you back up to the why is that the case it could be probably uh you know and there could be unfaithfulness in the marriage that could be it there could be problems there it could just be that you're not pursuing a relationship with your spouse like you don't have a built-in trust and respect and you haven't spent time together that may be the actual issue you might be the problem might be you and you're lazy. You're lazy or you're you're selfish. You don't want to spend the time serving your your I mean, so yeah, there's an intimacy problem. Oh, what do we do? How do we get get a hold of this? Um, you know, but really when you back up, it, and it could even be different for this each spouse could have a different kind of heart level reason that these things are going on. 
Exactly. So I guess what we're saying here is recognize there are certain relationship indicators. There are certain indicators that signal to you. This is likely a problem that is beyond what we're seeing and experiencing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah, maybe we could work on our communication, for example, but Mm -hmm. it's probably the case that we're having bad communication right now because of some other issue. And so just step number one is look for those kind of indicators. Yeah, yeah. Look for bad communication, poor intimacy, bad conflict resolution. If you're fighting a lot, if little arguments turn into big Mm -hmm. fights or there's a lot of little arguments all the time, if there's just a low level of forgiveness and trust, these are all indicators that there's a bigger relationship problem probably going on. Yeah. Yeah. Then second, I guess another step to take after you've identified indicators is examine your own heart. So the, the part of the problem in your real problem is you and your issues that you're bringing to this relationship. So have some real honest, uh, humble, time of examining your own heart and getting the log out of your own eye and repenting and confessing and and really really considering your issues. Yeah, and I this is one that's not easy to do or that fun actually. <laughs> when I've seen stuff Really? I love doing this one. <laughs> but I mean, this is the hard work of Sanctification, this is the hard work of becoming more like Jesus in, in a lot of ways. And, and our marriages provide a context for us to really see what's going on in our hearts and to deal with it in a godly way. But, I mean, it's it's hard to come to the Lord. It's hard to come to your Bible. It's hard to come to that time um, sitting in front of his word and, and talking to him and, and ask him, search me, God, know my heart, reveal to me. Now, that's a hard prayer to pray. And then, you know, to even be open to what God brings to your mind, what you see as you're reading, um, even that day as you get into some some issue and you think, oh, man, whoa, I am the problem. Whoa, God, you're showing me that anger is an issue. Whoa, you're showing me that, you know, whatever it is, I have I have desires, ungodly desires, and they're not being met or wh- whatever. It's, it's a hard thing to kind of come and, and lay yourself open, lay yourself bare before the Lord, and to really honestly be able to handle when you see that it, you, are, you do have sinful issues, you do have a heart that's desperately wicked, as the scripture says, and, and it's coming out in bad ways, you know? <laughs> but it's not fun. Yeah. yeah. It's not a fun yeah, part no, I, I <laughs> of totally. marriage, but it's necessary. Totally. Yeah, and— Likely, what you'll discover is not that 100% of the problem is you, mm-hmm. uh, but you'll discover that part of the problem is your contribution to the problem. Yep. And even if it's a poor response or an ungodly attitude about a different problem, like you've done something here in the relationship dynamic that has led to poor communication or bad intimacy or whatever it may right. be. Um So I think this exercise is one where you really just seek to um, identify where and how you can grow individually, personally, in your relationship with God, confess your sin, and um, get rid of any contribution to the problem with your spouse. 
that you might be uh, adding. Yeah, and I think about our parenting. We're often trying to do this in parenting when we see something occur in our own children's lives. We think, what's the reason behind it? Yeah, they're falling into this pattern, but it might just be because they lack self-control. Or we, you know, we see this thing occur in their life. Well, it might be because they're not patient. I mean, we can kind of back up a lot of times because we see these little lives and we can back up and see maybe the real root or heart of the issue. I, I just, I think sometimes it's harder for us to really open our eyes to backing up and seeing the real problems and the real, um, sinful attitudes, sinful desires in our own lives and being able to say, yeah, that that is me and that's going on here and I'm contributing to the problem in these ways. Yep. Okay. And a third step for um, accurately diagnosing your real problems mm-hmm. <laughs> is to have an objective third-party way in and Ooh, yeah. You know, go to a trusted, godly friend or biblical counselor mm-hmm. and present the issues and f- present them fairly from both sides yeah. and say, show me where I'm wrong here. Show me what I'm doing wrong here and really seek uh, godly counsel. Now, the way the, the reason I put it like that is because we know it's all too easy and all too common to, you know, say you're going to get a th- an objective third party to weigh in, but really what that conversation looks like is you, <laughs> you know, yeah. dumping all of this, you know, garbage right. and complaining onto your friend, presenting one side of the story, making the other person look like the bad guy. Right. And that is not what we're suggesting here. Right. We're suggesting rather to uh, do this in a, in a godly sort of way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's way too easy to take this last part and to do it poorly. So there's like, you know, some caveats here because I mean, as you want to talk to a godly mentor, a counselor, you know, it's very tempting to slide into gossip or slander about your spouse because all of a sudden, you know, you have a long list of items potentially, and maybe you've skipped point two of what we're saying. You haven't really examined your heart. And so you have a long list of items of what they've done to wrong you in this instance, that instance, or a look or a word or whatever, you know, this is how they're doing it. And you can easily skip over your elements. Really, it's better for you to come to that godly person and say, there's a, there's an issue. Here's what I'm seeing in my own life. Help me think about the way I am dealing with this. (laughs) how I'm contributing, how I'm, you know, might be wrongfully emotionally responding or how some of my words might be taken. This is kind of things I said. It's way better to present how you've done your part and ask someone to kind of look at your responses and your words. Yeah, they need, mm-hmm. maybe they need the full picture in a lot of ways, but but instead of, <laughs> I don't want to throw you under the bus, Mark. I don't want to just bring, bring you in and say, ah, Mark, 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 Mark. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that's a temptation. Well, sometimes in marriage counseling, one person does want to throw the other person under mm. the bus. And then it's like, well, then the other person feels like they yeah. need to bring up stuff that <laughs> like the other person does. Throw down on yeah. the mat, yeah. But I think if you approach your real problems the way that we've presented it here and the way you just described it, Bethany, just now, um, you would be um, just really well positioned to actually deal with the problem. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that it's extremely uncommon to have people walk into the counseling office with that sort of attitude you just described saying, Hey, I've thought about this. I've prayed about this. Here's my problems that I've confessed. Help me to see any more things that I'm doing. 
and um, the uh, the spouse is saying the same thing. Yeah. Like now we we don't need to cut through um, a lot of the garbage getting in the way of addressing yeah. the real problem. Right. We're ready to right. actually deal with it. So I do think, and this is basically what I try to do in counseling a couple is to get them to a place where they're not only acknowledging their contributions to the problem, they're confessing those to their spouse, they're seeking to forgiveness from the Lord. And, um, you, um, anyway, you, you could do all of that, Mm -hmm. um, as you bring your issue to a third party objective counselor. Yeah. And what, and what you're saying is you need to be a humble person. Right where you you're willing to be to see a wrong and willing to grow and willing to change. You're not coming w- with a prideful attitude, saying I I've got it figured out. My way is the best way. I know uh, it's really you and not me because I I'm okay. You mm-hmm. know the humility needed in really diagnosing a, a, your own real problems. Whenever I've gone to the Lord and been like, show me, and I've seen things. It, it, you have to be willing to say, I don't have it all together. I don't know everything. My, my perspectives even are jaded by sin. That's something that I realized as I'm diving into my own heart issues. My, my, even my perspective on it, even my feelings about it. There's so many ways that sin is kind of comes on in and, and affects everything in a problem. And so we need to make sure we're humble and we're, we're seeing that need for humility and then asking God to help us to be humble because mm-hmm. it's God's spirit within us that's going to allow us to respond in those ways and to grow us in that area. Yep. So we know that there are real marriage problems mm-hmm. out there. We all experience them. Yeah. And here are a couple of ways to really try to diagnose that and discern what's really going on. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you guys so much for listening in, and we will talk to you next time. All right. See you. Bye.